0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Welcome back to Maggie and Off. What a day. Off makes history. Finishes the 16-ounce jar of peanut butter, then keeps going back for more with a second jar of peanut butter. Got 60% through that. And... Your legend will precede you, my friend. Proud of you. I'm
2: starting to feel normal again. I'm not quite there. That sounds like a lie. Yeah, it's not good.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, let's uh, turn our attention now to an NBA champion, a two-time all-star, and somebody who's raising awareness for a really great cause. It is National Kidney Month, the month of March, and Sean Elliott was the first NBA player ever to return to the court following a kidney transplant. Sean, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule.
3: Thank you, Maggie and Andrew, man. I don't know how you ate 16 ounces of peanut
2: butter. (laughs) Well, I ate more because I...
1: 24 ounces. I had a half hour
2: to do Uh, 16 ounces, and I still had room, so I tried to do a second jar and totally failed.
3: uh, Just straight peanut butter. No no honey, no banana, no bread.
2: I tried to add, add honey, but Maggie said that was cheating. Are you a fan of peanut
3: butter? <laughs> yeah, man. That's what I grew up eating peanut butter and honey, peanut butter and, butter and banana sandwiches. You know what I mean, you don't have anything. That's just, that's the best sandwich ever.
1: <laughs> it's great. Wait, Sean, were you a someone who ate the same thing before every game? Like, were you one of those guys?
3: Uh, let me tell you, all all professional athletes are superstitious. If you play well and you ate something, a certain meal, then you're going to eat that meal all the time. So. I'd say nine out of ten times I was eating the same thing for every game. What was it? Uh, it was usually like a, a a pasta, normally like a spaghetti uh, with some chicken. That, that was like my my go-to thing. I mean, I, I, if I played well and after, if I ate that, then I wasn't deviating at all.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, so you were one of those superstitious guys. Seanette. did I mention San Antonio Spurs analyst? I meant to say that. Also does a fantastic job doing the games for the Spurs and, You know, Sean, we'll get to uh, National Kidney Month in just a moment. But, you know, this has got to be a very unique season for you guys. In fact, the last couple seasons, it is extremely rare to see the Spurs out of a playoff race. That just does not happen. In fact, you're in the midst of the longest stretch in the history of the franchise of not making the playoffs. I mean, can you tell this, like, where's on Popovich? How is he taking this losing?
3: Well, you know, it's 25 years of consistently making the playoffs and being, you know, having having the best record or second or third best record in the league, and so, you know, every year you're drafting at 28-29, and for years our guys have worked their magic, I mean, but but our luck run out after a while, and so it's, it's, it's a natural downtime. I think we've seen everybody go through it. We've seen the Lakers, the Celtics go through it, we've seen the Chicago Bulls go through it, so... You know, we're not immune to that that cycle. But, you know, we were able to, uh, you know, hold it at bay for a while. But right now we're dealing with it, and I think we're dealing with it extremely well. And I think when you look at our young guys and the way they're playing, Maggie, uh, they've energized Pop. Uh, I I think he's having the time of his life, uh, surprisingly, this year. Uh, He's a lot more relaxed. Uh, He's he's having a phenomenal time teaching these guys. And, And when you look at the way we play, uh, and I've told everybody, that. listen, I've had more fun watching this team than I've had in the last four or five years. It's crazy to say that because we're not winning a lot of games. But when you see the development of Jeremy Sohan and Malachi Branham and Blake Wesley and the way Devin Bissell has taken leaps and Trey Jones and Kelly Johnson, and you watch them from the beginning of this year to now, it's just fun to watch guys uh, start to get it and start to play better and better and eliminate mistakes as the games uh, uh, come on. And so these guys are fun to watch and there's no doubt that uh, we have a great core group of guys that are learning how to play the right way. They're getting a solid foundation and we're going to have a great crew going forward for a long, long time.
2: Well, you might have a great group. Are you going to get to the levels that you've been to as a San Antonio Spur and the, you know, the high moments, so many high moments through the years. Yeah. Is there going to be time to get back there with Greg Popovich uh, are these young players going to develop enough and maybe more young players come? Because, you know, the is not forever to sort of turn right. this around.
3: Right, right. Well, it depends how long Pop wants to stay around. Uh, and, you know, that's the, that's the question that everybody asks. How long is, is Pop going to continue to do it? But when you watch him this year, when you see him away from the court with the guys, he still has a lot of juice left. He still has a lot of energy. And if he coaches for a few more years, I don't think there's any question. We're going to get back to a high level now. You know, obviously, we were at the top for a long, long time, and it's rare to get three guys like Tim, Tony, and Manu, and a guy like David Robinson. You know, you just have to get extremely lucky. But the possibilities are there. When you watch some of our young guys, they do have a lot of potential. Will they turn out like those three guys or those four guys? I'm not sure yet, but if Pop hangs around for a while, I'm sure we will be very close.
1: Sean Elliott is joining us. He's a champion with the Spurs, a two-time All-Star. Celebrating National Kidney Month, we'll get to that in a moment. Something very near and dear to Sean, of course. How much Victor Wembanyama tape do you guys watch around the Spurs facility, <laughs> Sean?
3: Uh, you know, I just see highlights on my computer. You know, I, I'm sure everybody, not just us, uh, you know, in San Antonio, we're, we're not the only ones that are watching him. Uh, he's a phenomenal talent, obviously. Uh, I liken him to a seven-foot-four. Kevin Durant, uh, because he can do everything, He can put the ball on the floor, and you know, you, when you watch a guy like that move, guys that are seven foot four are not supposed to be able to run and jump, handle the ball and shoot it like he does. So he's certainly very intriguing. Uh, but you know, we— who knows who could get him? I mean, we have a chance, and so do a couple other teams. But uh, yeah, I think if we got him, I we'd be well on our way back to. Uh, to another decade plus of of playoff runs and and being a contender.
2: Sean, do you remember a high school prospect who's been this touted? There's obviously a couple names we know, but who has been in this sort of area that we have Wembenyama in now? As far as high school guys, everyone knows their name, everyone knows their highlights, and everyone's waiting for them to get to the pros. Uh, The
3: the last one that I can remember, maybe the only one is LeBron James. Uh, that's, That's the only guy that I can think of. I mean, even if you go all the way back to, like, Kevin Garnett and Kobe Bryant, and Kobe was, like, I want to say the 15th or 17th pick in the draft, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Kevin Garnett obviously was uh, a really high draft pick, but uh, nowhere near the hype. Nowhere near the hype. But but I think this kid deserves it uh, because everything that you've heard about him, is not, it, it's not that he's just a great basketball player. He has something about him. But this year we've had a couple of our French Former French players come back and do interviews with us on our telecast, and they've all said it. Yan Mahimi said it. Uh, Tony Parker said it. And he's got something about him. He's got an aura. He has a way of thinking where he's, you know, more of an old soul. He's, you know, he's not thinking like a high schooler. He's thinking beyond. And this is a kid who's very mature for his age, and he's ready. He's ready to accept the responsibility. And when you have a guy that talented, and his head is right. Uh, Just you know, you can't help but get excited.
1: He has a team of people around him, Proloff, according to one profile of him that I read, who make sure that he gets ten hours of sleep every (laughs) night. Can that Can that team come over and help me out with that? Sean Elliott is our guest. He's joining us on behalf of National Kidney Month. Sean, you were the first NBA player ever to return to the court following a kidney transplant. When you are diagnosed with a kidney disease, a very rare one, we all remember that. What is it like to look back on that time now?
3: Uh, it's amazing. I'm just—I uh, look back at my old self, and I don't know how I did it. To be honest with you, uh, you know that that time was uh, really, really uh, uh, stressful. It was tough. You know, my my ordeal started, Maggie, way back in '92 uh, when I came, or '93 when I came down. Uh, and I was sick after the season. I, I thought I was maybe depressed because we lost to the Suns in the in the playoffs. I couldn't get out of bed for uh, maybe two weeks. I had, you know, was lethargic. I started, uh, you know, retaining all this water. And it finally, came to a head when I woke up one morning and I had trouble opening my eyes because my face was so swollen. Mm. And so here I am, a 25 year old uh, kid who thinks that I'm invincible because uh, I play in the NBA and. Imagine my shock when the doctors tell me, well, there's something seriously wrong with your kidneys. And so I tried to go through all these tests, and, it, and they thought for a long time I just had what's called minimal change disease, but it came to a head in 99 when my ultimate, di- my ultimate diagnosis came out as focal sclerosis, and I needed a transplant. And so I, and the message right now that we're trying to get, it out, get out is that if it can happen to me, it can happen to anybody. And so I I was fortunate enough to get a transplant uh, from my brother, Noel, uh, but not everybody is that fortunate. And what we're trying to do this month, I've teamed up with Presidius Kidney Care, is we're trying to just to get the word out because you have to realize right now the numbers are startling. About 37 million Americans have chronic kidney disease, and 9 out of 10 people don't know it. So when kidney symptoms, or when you start to... uh, Feel symptoms or they present themselves, your kidney disease has already advanced, just like mine when I was 25 years old. It affects black Americans disproportionately to white Americans about three times the number, and so this is why I, you know, are using this platform to try to get the message out, to get yourself screened, talk to your doctor, especially if you have high blood pressure or diabetes.
2: It's wow. a great message. Sean, you were in such good shape too. I remember as a young player. Did that help forestall the symptoms? Uh, you know what I mean? Like you were a top shape athlete or did it have nothing to do with that that I basically would you have found out earlier if you were in such great shape?
3: Uh you know, that that's a that's a great question. Uh you know, I, I don't know the answer to that. Uh but I, I I do know that for I mean, since I was in high school and even before that, Andrew, I mean I My very first physical I remember going to, I had high blood pressure. I was 11 years old. And the doctors thought, well, you're just nervous walking into the doctor's office. Uh, But I had high blood pressure my entire life, and uh, that's one of the contributing factors. So uh, even when I got uh, the symptoms, when they presented themselves, I still played from 25 to 30, uh, taking medication, trying to control uh, the the kidney disease and i tried to just get out there and play but again i was walking around with something that is uh, known as a silent killer and or a silent epidemic and i had absolutely no idea
1: and for kidney care is where you can find more and it's national kidney month and sean elliott the two-time all-star the nba champion now an analyst for the spurs joining us a uh, last one for you for me uh Sean, and really appreciate you, again, taking the time out. And it's what we saw last night right before the Suns game when KD turns his ankle. We're not exactly yeah. sure how long he's going to be out for, but I don't know. To me, it feels like the, spurt, the uh, Suns championship hopes just took a major hit. What, what do you think?
3: Well, it was uh, funny, uh, Maggie, because when I saw that, you know, people were saying that he slipped on a wet spot, and I didn't see that at all. I, I saw him plant and turn that ankle. It's like his shoe just caught, and it was weird because it's just going up for layup. And so that's concerning. Uh, but mm-hmm. if we know anything about Kevin Durant, he is a baller. He, he's one of the guys that I, I think us old guys, we look at and we say that that dude, he could play in any era because he's just tough as hell. And he, he doesn't want to sit out. He, if he can play, even if he's hobbled, he's going to get out there and play. And I, I think if you still have a couple weeks left in the season, the Suns are going to make the playoffs. If Devin Booker can hold it down and Chris Paul can hold it down until he gets back, and if he's even 80%, if, he, if he's even 80%, if he's going to get out there and his presence alone is going to make the game easier for everybody else out there on the floor. So I still think they, they have a great shot. I, still, I said it when they made the trade. I thought it was the most significant trade made at the trade deadline. By far, he, if he's on the court and if he's there to start the first round and the Suns continue to progress, that ankle's going to get better. His body's going to get better. And if they, if they play well, they still have a phenomenal chance to win it all.
2: Do you think they have enough time to gel and learn each other's games?
3: Well, they are playing well before he went down. Uh, I, you know, for a guy like that, you, you could throw him out there and I, I think Kevin Durant can play with anybody. Uh, Pop says all the time. He tells us, he says, "No KD, no gold." And that, and that's Kevin Durant on a on an All Star team, on an All Star Olympic team trying to win. So I think he could play with anybody. I don't, I don't think it takes him a long time at all. He's a very smart basketball player. Uh, I think he fits in uh, nicely anywhere. So I, I don't worry about the time with them. Other guys, I do. I, I'll say I, I worry about Kyrie Irving and. Uh, Luka Doncic that that could take some time if, if it works at all I think KD w- works with anybody
1: Sean Elliott Sean can't tell you how much we appreciate this raising awareness for National Kidney Month again for seniors kidney is where you can find more information and you know enjoy the rest of the season and then f- fingers crossed that the ping pong balls uh <laughs> drop your way in San Antonio
3: yeah thanks for having me and thanks for help spread the word
1: appreciate you thank, thank, thank you, you Sean, Sean.